goes out to all you Ravagers and Outriders, Novacor and Crane, and even all you Sovereign out there. You are now listening to Sanctuary One Radio. Why? Because crisis events are known as... They allow you to undo them, and that's specifically... Okay. <laughs> well, unfortunately, <laughs> they're reset That's button. the truth, yeah. they're a reset they, button. They but allow you to do really cool it's, shit. It's, it's an amalgamation. That isn't really going to It's stay. an amalgamation. Yeah. Seriously, I, I really want to come back. I, look, I understand I yelled at you guys about the Tarnax thing. If you could bring me back. Oh, would... I'm sorry. We're experiencing some tef- technical difficulties. Guys, seriously, there are like six armies all battling in one valley, and I'm in the middle of it. If you could, if you could, if you could bring me back, that'd be great. The transporter isn't working. There, there's no way. Sanctuary One is can the you, biggest ship in the galaxy. Can you repel? Can you, what? Can you like repel upwards if we drop a rope? That's. How many miles is that? That's gonna take forever. We, we're running experiments. Mindful, what are you doing there? We have a fishing rod. Wait, when did you, did you, did you guys replace me with Mindful? Yes. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not saying no. Okay, guys, seriously, bring me back. Please bring me back. Oh, fine. Hit the button. Beep, 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 beep. Love you too. I know. Uh, for anyone listening out there, we are live from Breakworld. Uh, I'm Diamond Jab. I'm here with Prop Side. Our friend Mindfall has uh, has joined us. Uh, and uh, yeah, so uh, I I just wanted to see what Breakworld was like, and all of a sudden, uh, you guys wouldn't let me back up. Great so. vacation spot. Kind of. It Highly depends on five stars. <laughs> it de- it depends on uh, I guess what side you're on. Break, well, no one on Break World really has a side. Pun intended. For a side. <laughs> right. Wow. I or not, mean, apparently. My bad. <laughs> side, how are you? Thank you for letting me back. I, uh, I, I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah, getting well, there. I, I, it was my mistake that you kind of, uh, they reacted so negatively to you. I did give you that Colossus t-shirt for... You did. I did. Uh, however... Power Lord Kroon sends his regards. So, mm, okay, awesome. Yeah, he says hello. Nice guy. As well as other things uh, with a gun pointed in my face. But nonetheless, uh, anyone listening out there, welcome to Sanctuary One Radio. Uh, we have a lot of stuff to get into this week. We're going to be continuing our discussion uh, into our um, uh, film kind of subversion. We had a really good conversation last week. Wanted to get Mindfall in here, give his thoughts as well. But we'll get into that in a moment. But as we start every new calendar month we like to check in with some of our favorite comic book heroes uh and just to get an idea where everyone is so what have you guys been reading this month what have you what have you seen what have you what have you uh what have you been getting into so going okay so um you know what i decided to stalk a little guy named wade wilson Mm, yeah 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 we Uh, talked about him very tiny very very Uh, not so much in this one, um, oh. but there was a point, probably, that he was tiny at one point. Mm. Um, 
trying to think. So, apparently, uh, and I don't know how, he lost his memory. Ooh. So, oh, I, 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 so I was hoping yeah, you could yeah. fill in this gap for me. I, I did see Just fill a this hole of it. for me. <laughs> fill my hole, Jeff. <laughs> this is it. Side. All right. Uh, use the real names. Secret identities. No. <laughs> How dare you? Now we're gonna have to bleep that out. Um. Pretty much, he. Uh, <clears throat> He does something. I, I, I know I know how it happens. <laughs> I li- wow. wow. He does. I li- built this up. By the way, Jeff up, is our resident a- comic book guy. I'll be honest. I, I, read, I read it. I read the actual issue, and I put the life of me cannot remember. So wait a minute. You forgot how Wade Wilson forgot. I think who maybe he, was. he did something. I okay, don't know. he did something. <laughs> I would or hope something, so. Or something was done to this him. This would be a very interesting so, comic. So if basically, he didn't do something. so basically, he decides that um, all the bad things that have happened to him are kind of his own fault. And what better way to kind of reset than literally reset his memories? Um, and it kind of puts him in like a comatose state, to where they never they think he's never going to get out of it. Uh, but being who he is, Deadpool. Uh, you know, he his memories reset back to a state where he was a just a, a mercenary. So they like, uh, I'm not sure to the extent of the memory loss, but I'm, I want to believe that he forgets about his daughter, his uh, that, about the whole secret empire, what he did then. Um, Theory, as far as I can tell, uh, so I read I read Deadpool number one, mm-hmm. um, and it's very much he doesn't know anything. He knows he was a mercenary. His uh, mercenary pimp. Uh, is teen, uh, teenage Negasonic Warhead? Yep, she's she's his like she's his mercenary pimp. She's the one who does like sends she him out on jobs, that oh, kind of okay. thing. Um, there was a another Deadpool assassin number one that he was working with Weasel. Yes, but he seems to remember Weasel, kinda. So I'm getting like my guess is it hasn't erased everything, but it's erased the most recent continuity from his mind. Uh, so basically, he well, he doesn't know his own origin. Well, so, he, well, he was trying to create a new origin to seem cooler, I guess. Uh, which was a which was a fun little like cavalcade of origins because he took from everyone. He took from everybody. Like he has uh, Superman's origin, Batman's origin, which was great because at the end of the Batman, he's just like, yeah, I went out with a movie with my parents, and then somebody tried to rob us, and then my parent or like or then the kids or the, this boy goes out with his parents, and they're down an alley, and then. A robber shows up and he kills their parents, and then it's like this really graphic, really well done scene where the kid is there, and then suddenly goes. But the, the spin is, I wasn't the boy, and then it shows him, and he's the guy who killed the boy's parents. <laughs> and uh, they're leading. That's they're leaning really towards, good. They're leaning towards that's actually true. Oh my god! Like he literally killed someone's parents, but he's like, I wouldn't worry about the kid. I'm sure he grew up well adjusted. And right, and just, the, that last panel funny. just shows like a. Something like a guy's coming for somebody, and the kids yeah. like the kids well adjusted. And, uh, I love the Superman origin, where he's just like, "Yeah, I was on a planet, and my parents wanted to save me, so they rocked me to a, uh, to Earth, and I crash landed." And something, the woman's just going, "I, what are you talking about, Pa? I told you to stop the the truck so that we could go see a fucking alien." <laughs> <laughs> and then they raised me and they raised me to be mercenaries and it just shows the mom shooting the kid with like a gun and he's like you need to get faster you're never going to make it as a mercenary because <laughs> that doesn't make any sense wouldn't they just like they trained you to kill people from a kid that doesn't sound like a very well adjusted child and he's like yeah whatever 
<laughs> uh, so there is there is some interesting going on with him. And that I he gained the powers of a mercenary. Right, gained the powers of a mercenary. But it was it was a fun issue. The Deadpool assassin came out around the same time. Same thing. He goes around. He just kills a bunch of ninjas. Yeah. And then he feels bad about being a mercenary. Who has who have the power of Iron Fist via technological means? Yes. So he's like, you guys have Iron Fists. That's awesome. And you then guys he have Iron. And he fists. winds up using them, which is great. He uses the yeah, Iron Fist funny. to kill the the Doctor Octopus ninja looking dude. So that Not happens. What I would okay. say probably my favorite thing happening with Deadpool right now is I can't really tell you what happens in the comic book because you get to choose. Ah, okay. There are so it's four. Like a... It's a choose your own adventure comic book, but it doesn't tell you what page to go to. It'll actually tell you what panel. So, huh. and okay, as you, as you exciting. start it and you start your adventure, you pick three items and that's all he can fit in his pouches. And those three items can dictate what panels you go to. Mm. So if you're like, hey, I would really love to go to this panel because it looks cool. Unless you have the item that allows you to select that panel. Yeah. It's a no-go. And apparently, you can even be told to skip issues. Like, you go, at one point, he's like, oh, cool. Mine says I get to read what happens next in issue two. But somebody else who reads it might be told you can't read until issue four, which is the last in the series. (laughs) Oh, wow. So it might be like, hey... Because of the adventure you chose, you have to wait until issue four to find out what happens to yeah. you. That's kind of awesome, though, when you think about it. I always loved Choose Your Own Adventure books. Yeah. So I think that's amazing, and from what I've seen of it is really, really awesome. And I think that's a really dynamic way of doing a comic book, and very Wade Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of gets me excited for, I mean, comic books have always been delivered in the same way for years how do you make it fresh right how do you make right. it fresh and and that could be a really interesting way of doing it but good good to, good to see wade branch without him without a um, memory but you know he's trying he's I, putting forth the effort i'll give him that i'd say a large portion of this is probably about resetting it so that people that are getting into it around the time that deadpool yeah, yeah, 2 yeah, is yeah, coming yeah. out can start over without having a whole bunch of backstory that they have to like they'll be introduced to the backstory as wade is introduced to the backstory so it's an easy way of acclimating him to yeah because he's got a a real long history you know everybody does and since marvel hasn't done a reboot like a hard reboot yeah we we just need to feed like new readers will figure out his backstory as wade figures it out so they're Mm -hmm. on the journey with him so we'll see how that goes yeah well that seems to be the commonality with my character uh, or at least a character in the series of my character. So this past week, I wanted to get into Spider-Man. I'm really excited because Spider-Man is coming to the PlayStation this fall. Uh, and so far, it looks amazing. And everyone is, has put it down as like, this is the pinnacle of Spider-Man video games. Um, but uh, the announcement that came out this past week in terms of Spider-Man is that the upcoming series, uh, Spider-Geddon, is about to start I cannot uh, wait. in late September. I think September 25th is when the first issue drops. Uh, and they released this panel that showed all these different Spider-Men uh, from all these different eras. You had Punk Spider-Man, you had Spider-Gwen, you had Spider-Man, you had Miles Morales, you had all these different Spider-Men. And then there was this kind of blank canvas in the background uh, and no one really kind of knew who it was. It was just this silhouetted Spider-Man character. And it was revealed that they're pulling the Spider-Man from the from the video game. He will be in this Spider-Geddon kind of universe. Uh, it's actually written by the same guy who wrote the story for the Spider-Man video game. What, what's interesting to me is they described 
in the video game this Spider-Man as an experienced Spider-Man. Yeah, so he's like eight years deep. Who's been fighting crime for a while. So I like the fact that we're getting another experienced crime fighter in there. Yeah, Christos Gage uh, is writing Spider-Geddon, and he wrote the story for the video game. That's awesome. I was a big fan of Spider-Verse when it came out, so I can't wait for this. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. I know that uh, a lot of people are like, uh, the one concern that was coming from it was like, hey, if I read Spider-Geddon, is that going to spoil anything for the game? And he was like, well, not really, but be mindful. Like, you're, the end of the game is going to kind of set up where this character is going to be when you get to where he is in the comics. Now, so. now let me let me pose a question for you, see, see what you think of this. So, um Spider-Verse was very heavy on Morlin and his family who were eating, who were basically eating spider yeah, yeah, totems. Yeah. Uh, do you think that they will be involved in this? Now, I know they're trapped on a separate world uh, where they, they shouldn't be able to get out without dying. Yeah. Um, do you think they will figure in? What do you think the big bad or the MacGuffin's going to be? For... For, for Spider-Geddon. I don't know. It's kind of hard I to think... say, right? I, what, one of the concerns that I have is that at any time in the past that they've tried to incorporate this idea of universes, there's always been a central MacGuffin to the whole thing because that's the only way that they can explain it. Yeah. One of the, one of the first times I ever kind of interacted with like the multiple Spider-Man universe was in the typical uh, uh, medium was the video game with Shattered Dimensions. Which yeah, Shattered oh, Dimensions God. had a MacGuffin. It was the tablet of time. That was yep. the centerpiece. That connected. So there's always this <laughs> MacGuffin. There's always this thing. Yeah. So am I expecting a MacGuffin? Absolutely. Is it yeah. going to be that one? I don't know. Gotcha. Uh, I know they've been fiddling around with it, but I don't know for sure. In terms of the reset of characters, the thing I wanted to highlight was uh, uh, Spider-Man, uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 800 had the death of a character. Uh, and the, the death of the character is not so much the focus more than it is the impact that it has. And uh, in um, in this one, it was Flash Thompson. So Flash Thompson died uh, after a carnaged version of Norman Osborn uh, got a hold of him. Uh, and he I'm also going to say died with scare quotes. Died with scare quotes. But I think the purpose of the death is that they've had, they've had this perception of two Venoms with Flash Thompson and with Eddie Brock and with the movie coming out. They want to get rid of them. They want to get rid of one of them. They want it to kind of be synchronized across the board so that when the film comes out, anyone who's diving into it that wants to go into the comics is only going to see one person who has been Venom. Right, and it's going to be Eddie Brock. And it's going to be, it's never going to be, it's never going to be Flash Thompson. Yeah. Uh, But he could have been if they'd been ballsy. He had like a a really, he's one of the, like, because Flash has been in Spider-Man for so long, he had this really weird quote. I wanted to get your guys' take on it. So one of one of his last words were, um, uh, when he's when Spider-Man reveals his secret identity, uh, he says, "People need you. They need Peter Parker, the Amazing Spider-Man, my hero, my friend." Were you ever under the perception that these guys were like deep friends for that to come up, or depending on the writer and when it was done, they yeah, were yeah, yeah, heavy yeah, friends. They okay. were very, very good friends. So even so, when because it seems the, the reason I bring it up is it seems like in the comics they're heavy friends, and it seems like depending on the medium that you go to, they're like in school rivals. <clears throat> so I guess it just it depends on, so on the medium that you've taken. Flash originally started off as a bully. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, a bully. yeah, yeah. And, and Spider-Man even says this at the. At his funeral service, he goes, he was my bully, you know, like, but he did, basically throughout the, throughout the comics, he evolved, um, he, you know, became a soldier, he was, um, he was disabled in the line of duty, um, and he reconnected with 
with Peter and they became very close friends. Um, and that was partially undone with Brand New Day, but they kind of went back to it. Yeah, uh, Brand, Brand New, New Day a lot of stuff. messed yeah. with all, like, making it so he never married Mary Jane, just messed with a whole bunch of stuff. Mm, yeah, yeah, and, uh, but, but they... <laughs> the collective sigh. Yeah. yeah I love it. But they, but they rebuilt that friendship. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and admiration, and you see that in, in Peter's, uh, again, Peter's speech that he has eulogy. about... His eulogy. Uh, yeah, his, yeah, his eulogy, eulogy for him. For him, um, which, you know, was that he was his hero, you know? yeah. Sorry, I, what I think is very interesting about Flash is that I say Flash, I keep thinking the DC, Flash, yeah, ah. um, <laughs> or yeah, or that. What's interesting to me is that in Spider-Man, because you know my love for like Black Cat and like some of those nuanced anti-heroes that Spider-Man does have. Spider-Man has a literal rogues gallery, but he also has a lot of interesting other characters, Cloak and Dagger, for instance. But yeah, yeah, yeah. what's really interesting to me about Flash Thompson is the fact that he might be the most nuanced Spider character, Spider-Man character that's like a side character that's not a hero or a villain because he was a bully. He grew up and became a soldier basically. Like, you know, grew up, decided to serve his country, yeah. went and got injured, came back with humility and humbled and obviously it was a horrible thing to experience, but it it allowed him to become closer to Peter. So to me, I always found it very interesting that again, um props said it best it's it really depended on the writer but flash was such an interesting side character and i enjoyed it throughout the years because i've read spider-man throughout the years mm. when he would come back in because you never knew what you were going to get with him yeah. but you could always expect something different and even as venom he went he went through such an evolution from just being agent venom yeah. to being venom to being agent space venom. space venom <laughs> space you know? venom Venom he in was, space. He was, he was considered the next in line for like super soldier. They yeah. were using Venom for that uh, until he eventually learned to to trust the symbiote, and and then they be, they became a better team. Yeah. Um. And it was kind of sad because I really liked the evolution of the symbiote to where they were like, yeah, no, your symbiote. Like when he when they met up with the rest of the Clintar as they're called. So side, I think I think I think you're pronouncing it wrong. It's symbiote. Oh God, I don't. Um, but when they when they saw the rest of the Clintar, they're like, "Yeah, your your venom venom has a problem, and we're gonna fix it." (laughs) Like there's like it's 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 been abused. It's it's been through trauma, and they fixed it. And I feel like there was that evolution to where now they became even better of a team. They became more in sync, and that's where you see Flash telling Spider Man in that issue be careful and he says be careful like and treat the symbiote well because because he has the su- he living. has the suit on yeah he yeah he is, the symbiote is on and, peter's body yeah. in this and he says take care issue. of it and because peter has always been of the a frame of mind that this thing is bad i don't want it yeah yeah, yeah. um i don't know why it chose me i yeah. want to get rid of it and flash like, is like you don't understand it you don't know it like i know it i know it better than like basically in a very short frame of time i know it better than you do don't affect it negatively. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. But no, I just I I I admittedly had been out of the Spider-Man comic realm since probably oh my god. Since probably Death of Spider-Man. Like wow. that's why like that's how long I'd been out of it. Which is a while. It's a long while. Uh, Clone Wars? No, no, no Death no. of Spider-Man like 
When wait wait are you talking like when Doc Ock took over Death of Spider Man? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So okay. Yeah, right yeah, before yeah. Superior. Superior. Right before yeah. Superior. Oh, okay. Yeah. End of that's, time. End of that's time. That's how long I. Well, I was thinking there's the the Death of Spider Man when the clone. They thought no, the clone no, 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 died no, 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 not not the Ben Riley one because okay. there's there's that Death of Spider Man. There's a Death of Spider Man with Goblin. Yep. Where he throws him into the tanker. Mm. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. No, I mean like right before Superior. That was that was Ultimates, wasn't it? That was Ultimates. Yeah. No, this is this is. Core world, yeah. So, so like, that's Spider-Man. how long it's been since I. So finally, now since we've started the show, I I started doing some research and getting into it. And once they announced the PS4 character was going to be in it, now I'm like super invested. I'm like, okay, let's go. I, but like, I'm really intrigued now because there seems to be. I was so used to a lot of the characters that got nuanced progression to be the female support characters in his life. Right. And now to see Flash like Thompson Cindy go Moon. through sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. To see Flash Thompson go through some of these things, to see a couple other characters, I was genuinely kind of enjoying it for the for the short amount of time that I've been experiencing it. So just as a quick aside before we move on, I want to say what I find interesting is when you finished, I thought that was actually one of the best runs of Spider Man because I just I started collecting some of the yeah, 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 the yeah. hardback, like trade paperbacks. And just that run of Spider-Man is really entertaining. And I really like how they, like, right before they killed him and the audience that can't see me, I threw that up in quotation marks because it's... Air quotes. Air quotes. Um, I thought it was really cool to see them pull out all stuff. Yes, you saw Black Hat come up. You saw, like, Silver Sable. You saw him team up with, like, Wolverine and, you know... all the the Avengers, Black Widow, right. Yeah. Like, everyone came out for that. I cannot wait for them to take Silver Sable and start putting her on the forefront when this movie comes around. <laughs> because they, they I'm so interested. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, like, I'm like, okay, when is when is Silver Sable going to start getting, like, issues of her own? And all of a sudden she's... Well, they brought her back for a one-shot yeah, 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 this, yeah. this year. This year, I, I have the... Because it's going to happen. So I have to say, I happen. hope there's a moment like this in, in Spider-Geddon, but in Spider-Verse, my favorite moment. If you've never seen the Japanese version of Spider-Man, the TV show, <laughs> you have to look at the YouTube videos because it's like he has a mech. It, it was like Power Rangers before the Power Rangers existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. And There's... it was called, uh, it was uh, it was like L-E-O, is Leo Pardon. But yeah. so in Spider-Verse, he, Peter Parker comes in and they're like, what took you so long? We're getting destroyed here. He's like, I went to pick up some friends. And they're like, some friends, who'd you get? And all of a sudden, you just see the mech come through this like dimensional portal, and it's just like Leoparda, and he like he, and then you see you it's, see the the Japanese Spider-Man sitting yeah, in the yeah, mech, yeah. and he's like, I am an emissary of hell. I will defeat this great evil for the fate of all spiders. And if you've seen it, it's such a nostalgic thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. They made they made that canon in the multiverse. Yeah. Hilarious um, and awesome. And also in uh, foreign tellings of modern superheroes. Turkish like Captain America and Turkish Spider-Man is hilarious because Turkish Spider-Man's like a gangster. Yeah, like he's the bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> and it's so amazing. That's why like um, I, I I used to hate the idea of like the collective of different Spider-Man from all the different universes coming because there was the anime in the animated series there was the not the Secret Wars but there was oh where, like the armored Spider-Man the armored Spider yeah they brought them all in the same universe when Doc Ock was was doing something in particular and I was just oh, like I didn't I didn't I like I didn't like that concept because I just didn't care but now like I'm 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 getting all these different experiences from people who are like oh there's this Spider-Man and there's this one and there's this and it's it's really cool O'Hara, 2099. What, uh, uh, yeah 2099 I, I did want to me- mention one thing I really liked about the end of the uh, whole Red Goblin thing uh, was that the fact you got to see 
uh, Dr. Octopus in his, in his young clone body. Um, but Peter's mind and morals and ethics have had such an impact on him and his love for Aunt May that, uh, and granted, Dr. Octopus had a thing for Aunt May at some point in his original body. Uh, but, but he said, I will never let anything harm this woman. Yeah. And I thought which that is, was cool. Which is cool because yeah. there have always been subtle hints to that in other in different mediums, but yeah, that was that cool. that that you know, Peter's love for his family is so strong that it affects someone else who literally took his body and mind over. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Side, what's going on, uh, what's going on with your character? So uh, I chose the, a little bit more far out there, guys, uh, and I chose Doctor Strange and Thor. So both are kind of going Strange. through uh, some some bad times. Right, so Doctor Strange. They're struggling. Doctor Strange is at the lowest power. Doctor struggle. Yeah, Doctor struggle is real. Um, has gone through the lowest power, right? So basically, uh, on Monday, there's some quote like this: "On Monday, my left eye stopped seeing everything that was magic. On the on the on, on Tuesday, the followed the right eye followed. So he's like, as as powerless as could be. He can't even see in the, into other realms like he used to be yeah. able to." So he gets into this talk and he's trying to look for different relics maybe to help him. And he gets into a conversation with Tony Stark. And Tony's like, why are you only looking on Earth? He's like, I've been with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I've been out there. There's more than you could possibly know. Which is a big thing saying that to Doctor Strange who knows about- Who knows about everything. Yeah. And so Doctor Strange is like, wow, uh, I'm kind of an idiot. Why did I think of this? So he- they they get on a he gets on a spaceship made by Tony, uh, and he of course crash lands on one of the first planets he gets to. Yeah, and they imprison him. Solid. He's totally not moving up at all in the world. He gets tested on like these these aliens have not wanted to leave their planet. They're very <clears throat> insular. They're only concerned with their own thing, um, and they've taken anything that could possibly not be science and have hidden away. Um. So he's being tested on. He's piqued their curiosity for what's beyond their borders, right? Yeah. In the middle, uh, in the just middle of the day, one day in his prison, they throw someone in there with him, and uh, she uh, states that she's an archaeologist, which I guess is like a sure. magical Indiana Jones. <laughs> and uh, I'll take it, right? A magical Indiana and Magic she, Jones. Magic Jones, and she helps him escape. And they find a uh, magical relic, yeah. and they're able to get off planet. As soon as they get off planet, um, realizing that these these uh, as they're getting off, he realizes that these aliens are gonna gonna leave the planet now and probably do horrible things uh, that have, he's been subjected to to other species. So he decides to use the relic uh, to um, basically create a shield around the whole world uh, so they can't leave ever. And uh, that's 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 what uh, how that the most recent issue ends and that there is a entity of some sorts watching everything he does and they know he's used this relic and they're like no that can't happen we want him to be weak but you don't know who it is and you don't know why so mm. i'm sure we'll find that out now is this soon. is this a continuation or is this a different issue to the las vegas situation this uh, that's after las vegas so he had some power in las yeah, vegas yeah 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 that's i kind, remember we were talking kind of, about kind it kind of misused it uh, and then um, Decided, uh, you know, that with that expenditure of power, I guess he's just kind of gone through it. He's burned okay, through okay, it. Okay, okay, um, And so he's kind of wanted to get back to basics, and then all this stuff started to happen. Mm, okay. 
Um, my next one is Thor. Now, we talked about Thor, about how he's trying to kind of reclaim his godhood again. Uh, he's got a nice little uh, gold arm. Little golden and arm gold, now. gold hammer. Oh, um, and his hammer's mm-hmm, gold. Okay, yeah. that's exciting. So, first issue, uh, which is totally fun, he decides um, he's trying out new hammers. Uh, and he's trying to... He's tr- <laughs> Yeah, he's trying out new hammers. Imagine he's just stopping by, like, Nordstrom. He's just like... <laughs> Uh, the the Nibbidalier rack is actually like a Nibidalier department like store. Nordstrom rack, it's just Nibbidalier rack. Yeah. Goes, um, Do you have any new hammers? I can try. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> but uh, he's trying to get um, magical Asgardian relics that have been that have been dispersed uh, sure. among among the realms when they shouldn't be. And the first person he stumbles across is the Juggernaut. So he's like, okay. Well, he stumbles across a temple to well, Sidorak, t- yeah, and it turns Sidorak. out that the Juggernaut is there because that's where he gets his powers from. Yes. It's the Crimson Gem of Sidorak. Yeah. So he's like... What? Yeah. Yeah, so the... the, well, the, the band how did they explain this? Wait, what? Well, he's always... The Juggernaut's always gotten his power from Sidorak. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, these, I didn't know that. Temp- so. In this temple, so he, there's like minions of Sidorak. He's not a mutant. He's a human who yeah. found a mystical gem that allowed him to gain the armor of Juggernaut. Yeah. And he draws his power uh, from the demon Sidorak. And, and recently, oh, he's he's the held God. more like power God of thing. Sidorak than ever. Mm. Um, and and especially when he's in the temple yes. to Sidorak. Oh, so, so the while, closer he is to the temple. The... So right now, so he apparently something happened. He got more powerful. And then while in the temple, he's even more powerful. He so made a like, deal with Sidorak and said, give me enough power to where I could possibly kill you. And Sidorak's like, you can't do that. He's like, why don't you do it and find out? So he did, and we haven't seen the outcome of that. I don't think he's tried to fight him. But anyway, so he shows up, and Thor's like, have at thee, and, you know, I'll do what? my Thor thing. He's like, I've beat, I've bested you many times before, and I will do so again. Yes. And Juggernaut's just like, bring it. And then I think he just... He's, he brain, tries to brain him with the hammer, and the hammer just <laughs> is done. Disintegrates. And he's like, oh, crap. And Juggernaut starts to own him starts to really take him down yeah. and he's like I need another I need the hammers and he's like okay uh, and and he's like telepathically I guess talking to the to the dwarf uh, who's making him and he's like okay how many do you need and he goes all, all of, of them, them. <laughs> and uh, it so just starts the, raining hammers raining hammers and the minions are like oh I wonder if these are protected by the enchantment of Thor he's like I wonder if you have to be worthy and and Thor responds no you just have to be the god of thunder um, and then he, and then they proceed to electrocute themselves while trying to pick them up. Yes, and he he uses That's every single hammer except for one against the juggernaut. Uh, one survives. He brings his relic back to uh, Jane Foster, who he's do, he's doing this for. And well, she's dying. She is. Di- well, she she's going through chemo right now. Uh, and she asks him about the new hammer. Does it pull off to the left like Mjolnir did? How's the rebound or recoil with it? Uh, and he goes, she Rebound. goes, can I hold it? And he goes, are you cured of all your cancer forever? And she goes, well, I'm doing better. And he goes, well, I guess that's your answer. <laughs> Basically, he said, you know, until you're cured of cancer, you're not touching a new hammer. You're not touching a hammer at all. Oh, uh, um, because it would it would mm-hmm. accelerate mm-hmm. whatever is still mm-hmm. there. He's afraid, yeah. yeah. Um, and so... He, now, are they still an item at this point? Or no, no, they've no, not no, been no. an item for okay. quite some time. Um, well, I mean, he... She kissed him right before she died, but I think that was more of a goodbye thing. And he, there's she, tension. She will always be. She will always be there. special to him. That's why he's he's he. Um, so does much, he currently not have a love interest? Uh, currently, no. Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, but seriously no. though. But seriously though. 
But uh, at the end of all this, she decides, because she's a representative of Council of the Nine Realms, she uh, sends him out to get another, th another um, relic. He decides to go back to his base, uh, where he has his, like, hellhound dog. Oh, he's got his, like, Fortress well, of Solitude? Well, there's, so there's, there's a fun moment in the middle there where uh, <laughs> he, meets, he meets up with his dad in yes. Asgard. Yes. And his, his, he talks to his dad for a little bit of stuff. And yeah. then uh, he goes to talk to his mom. Yeah. And his his mom is basically apparently is just like Odin. Yeah, Od screw I, him. Yeah. Right. So like o Odin. Like, are they dead and they're not talking to each other? Or no, they're they're they're, they're alive. They're, they're alive. both alive, legit. Just split up. They just hate each other. They just hate really. Like, I well, think he, Od he, Odin is less like oh, I want Frigga back, and Frigga's like no. Yeah, you screw old man. This guy. I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and Odin and Odin realizes he he did a lot of bad stuff. Yeah. Of course he did. That was right. the whole gist of the his, movie. His ledger is red. And um, but how red? <laughs> Super red. He's got thousands of years of red mm -hmm. to to Which are finally coming ask ask him his call. favorite color. <laughs> I bet it's red. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, his mother does say no. I'm kind of done with your father. Um, yeah. So at one point she's just like, "So did you talk to him?" And he starts talking about Odin. She goes, "No, I don't give a crap about that old windbag. Um, <laughs> I want to know about your brother." And he yeah. goes, no. If I see oh. if I see Loki again, I will kill that traitor, traitorous swine. Yeah. Swine, right? So, uh, <laughs> uh, then fast forward to what his, his, his side uh, was about to go his, into his uh, solitude area. Um, it's a ship. Was it a ship? It's a boat. It's, 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 it's a houseboat. It's a houseboat. Yeah. So <laughs> he's got a houseboat. A, a ship is being very generous. Yeah, yeah, very it generous. Is a, it is a small houseboat. It's a houseboat. Uh, so it's kind of like um, it's kind of like. He's he's going through midlife, uh, and he's got a cigarette boat named Doctor Feelgood. Uh, it's not really called Doctor. I'm Feelgood. done. Um, but anyway, um, he's so he's on this boat, and he's got Thori, his hellhound. Yeah. And yeah. Loki shows up, uh, and Thor immediately is like, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna mess you up because you know of everything you've done, blah blah blah." And Thori even goes goes after Loki, and Loki goes, "Do you have no love for your Thor former master?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> Not at all. No. So uh, Loki's like, oh, you want to look for relics and stuff, huh? They have like a mini fight. Yeah. Like Thor throws him off the boat. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, you're looking for relics and whatnot. And he like sends Thor somewhere. And the last second Thor grabs Loki and gets taken. Uh, oh, so they get to go on a nice little adventure together. Yeah. Buddy, buddy cop series, right? Um, and That's it's, all I want. And where was yeah. it? Is it uh, Niflheim? No? I thought they went to hell. Oh, maybe. No, you're oh, right. Hellheim. It was hell. It was hell. And uh, so we're going to see uh, solici solicitations for future um, issues have shown that uh, Balder, who is now right now the king of hell. Yeah, he's uh, now, yeah, he's the ruler of hell. Um, and Scourge, yeah, uh, I believe, is in hell. Um, and, uh, and the return of Hela. Uh, so we'll see, because Hela, Hela's not had a good time of it either. I mean, she got deposed by um, Angela. Oh yeah, she did. I forgot yeah, about that. By, by Thor's half sister, Angela. Uh, you know, Odin was sleeping around. Was, so, Angela was a character brought over from the Spawn universe. Uh, they basically bought the character. Well, so what happened was, Image is a creator-owned title. Like when you create a character in Image, you own them. Mm -hmm. So uh, Neil Gaiman. Yeah, created yeah, yeah. the created the Angela character while he was helping write for Spawn. Yep. And uh, Tom McFarlane argued she's my character. She appeared in a Spawn comic book. I own Spawn. Neil Gaiman was just like, read your contracts. It's creator owned. I created her. I own her. 
and they had a big Pew fight. legal battle. He won, and he was like, okay, I'm selling it to Marvel. Yep. Yeah, like the biggest F you and that so, they could think of. And that's, so that's what he did. That's made, the one right the character. They made Marvel. Angela Thor's half sister from the tenth realm. Yes. Um, heaven. Um, Stop. No, it was actually an interesting storyline. It, it was. It wasn't too okay. bad. Yeah. They did a really good. They did a really good job. I think like she's Neil Gaiman said, "I'll give you this, but you and have she's to do a good, well she's, with it." She's actually uh, uh, LBG. Uh, she's part of that. Yeah, uh, whatever the, the equivalent community would be. Yeah, the representation um, of the LGBT. Like she, she literally took over Hell to save the woman she loved. Clutch. She took Hell from Hella. <laughs> yep. Oh, okay. So Basically, Hella has not been having a great time. No, You're right. No, no. She has uh, and I, I guess she just left Hell at some point. I don't know how that ended. Just bounced. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and now Baldur's in charge. In charge because you know huh. he's the shining one. Oh, he doesn't feel anything. And, oh, and so. Heimdall, no eyes anymore. Oh, poor guy. Uh, that's a shame. Mangog took him out. That's a shame. Sad face. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, he wasn't there with no eyes. But uh, so the end is uh, they arrive in hell and they're like, "Oh hell!" And Baldur's okay. like, "Let's go on a trip." <laughs> like, um, so we'll story. see. We'll see how that goes because um, all the realms, all of the realms, are being invaded by Malketh and um, the head of Roxen, who is uh, a Minotaur. <clears throat> Welcome the- to the comic books. The, the, <laughs> the hell any, of for, the the head of the Roxxon Corporation is, yeah. a is a Minotaur. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, j- for anyone who no, who, I'm okay <laughs> with that. I just hey, just need some context. Um, but Roxxon Corporation is trying to basically sap and take all of the resources from all the realms. Uh, and Malketh was like, "Go ahead, I just I'll, I'll I got it. it. I, I I do have to admit, I'm really hoping that is." the gist of the cloak and dagger show <laughs> that all of a sudden there's a fucking minotaur. The show is so well done and it's so serious that for it can to you, end that way would just be, can funny. you imagine that though? Like the last episode, mm. they, they do the final reveal and it's a friggin' and it's minotaur. A minotaur. Mm-hmm. I imagine like that scene where you first see Kingpin in the original daredevil movie yeah. Yeah. and it's just like a pan out and you oh. see him and he's, there's just a, like a feet figure suit and then like yeah. it pans up and then suddenly it's just a dude with like a bull head <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so uh he's like minnows um, yes. so so those two guys not having great times not having great days but uh, interesting stories though. but yeah definitely interesting i think they're good starting points um they're both you know new issue based issue ones mm. if you will uh starting um uh basically uh starting these guys over cool Awesome. Um, they also haven't explained. I, you, I don't know if you can't remember if you went into it. Like Thor has a gold arm. Yeah. So uh, and his they, black Uru arm was replaced with a gold, and they have not. They have not gone into. it. They haven't gone into why he has, guess, has a gold arm. My guess. Well, the the black Uru arm was destroyed um, through trying to channel the storm that was contained in Mjolnir to bring Jane Foster back to life. Literally melted the arm right off of him, which probably was not supposed to happen. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to mention one thing, Brian. You'll probably kick me for almost not mentioning it. Uh, the after credits story. I was about to bring that up. Thank yes, you. Yes, the, the after, after credits, credits story. Jesus so God. they're going going through the storyline with Thor. There's been um, and there, it, it directly interacted with the main story at one point, but there have been flash forwards to the future. Mm. Thor, who has existed way longer than his father, who is now he's now. Uh, pretty much the head of the gods. He recreated life on Earth. Like he made. Apparently, it was some kind of like cataclysm, and bad happened. Like mm-hmm. lots of stuff died. Lots of stuff died, and he created humanity again, um, and named them Steve and Jane. 
were the two first two humans he created. Um, but anyway, he has, um, yeah, after his, like, best, you know. Frenzies. Frenzies. Um, but he has, there are gods that exist. He has granddaughters that are goddesses of thunder. And um, so they're, they're all going through some different things. And then all of a sudden at the end, Thor's like, wait, something's not right. Well, and Wolverine is walking around. Well, oddly like enough, the- Wolverine shows up. But, yes. So, so uh, his daughter. Only basing it off of the uh, the previous comment we were talking about last month. We were just like countdown. every post credit scene was just Wolverine walking around somewhere, and he's just like, so, "Oh, that's a thing," and he keeps walking. His uh, his daughters are just like, "Hey, what's going on?" Like Jane Jane is dying, and he's like, "What's Jane's going?" Been dying. Well, yeah. the the new Jane, the Jane he created. The Jane, created Jane is the he, mother of humanity. And he goes sure. and he goes. She's older, and he offers to extend her life again. And she's like, "No, it's my, like, it's no, my time." One hundred and twenty-five years is enough. That's how long. Oh she's yes. Lived. So uh, his daughter has come up to him, and he's like, "Hey, why, why aren't we allowed to leave?" Like he's saying, "Like you're not allowed to go oh, anywhere." I do, I, do, I do. Before before you continue, I do want to mention that she asks if there's an afterlife, and he says, "No, not anymore." Okay. She's like, "I, I really want to know is there an afterlife?" And it's like, "I don't think it's going to change my answer." But is there one? He goes, no. And she goes, okay, then, yeah, no, I'm fine with this. Uh, And then she passes. But afterwards, like, his daughters come up and they said, someone's bothering you and it's not just Jane. Mm -hmm. Like, what's been going on? Why aren't we allowed to leave? And he just goes, it's nothing you need to worry about. And then suddenly, like, Mjolnir crashes down. Like, the actual Mjolnir. Like, he sent it out to do something. Um, And it comes, finally comes back. It comes back and you see him, like, whisper talking to it. And she goes, what did Mjolnir say? And he goes, nothing you need to worry about. And just kind of scoots off, and then you, fi- you see him flying out into the distance, and it turns out that existence is shrieking, shrinking. Mm. The darkness, like the end of existence, is slowly moving. The end of moving, time, the end of space, the end of everything is moving its way towards the world this that one he created. Place. Yeah, um, and he's hanging out there, and then he's contemplating this, and then suddenly the phoenix shows up, but it's Wolverine, I'm like done. an old Wolverine. Stop. Yeah, old I'm Wolverine done. has the Stop. phoenix force. Wait. Like Logan, Logan. Yeah. Old, old man Logan. Old man Logan has the Phoenix. Oldest, uh, it's a, it's a oldest man it's a Logan. Old it's man a different Logan. old man Logan, man. but it's, young, meant to it's be. young Logan grown up to be old man Logan. Uh, yeah, okay. but he's in possession of the Phoenix Force, and he says something, something like something, something, something. Bub, what up, Bub? <laughs> See, this is this is why I kind of wish. I understand that there have to be so many different books and like so many different like storylines going on. But, like, this is where, like, having consistent storylines for each character across the board for one major thing would just be amazing. Well, so this takes place in an alternate future. That no, I know that, that yeah. yeah. But, yeah, like, that, that, but and, I agree. Like, there's there's ways to make it. But being able work. to see a decision in one comic book that, that where Old Man Logan, I guess, just disappears. Well, he's still around right now. He's no, not, he is. He's not yeah, doing yeah, too yeah. well no, either. No, he's not. Um, but the interesting thing about this is this is an, a possible alternate future that may or may not exist. May or may in, not happen. In, in our times purely by the existence of Mjolnir. Yeah. Um, but we don't know. Uh, and apparently to find out, we won't find out anymore until issue four. Yeah, oh, issue so four we're, So is, we still got two more issues to go. Before, yeah, before we find out any, yeah. any continuation of that storyline. Of the story, yeah. So Thor 2 will continue the storyline with Bald, where he's like in hell with Balder. With Balder. And then... The I next assume one. three is going to be the continuation of that even more. So. Correct, but the storyline of Future Thor won't be continued until issue four. One thing they've added so to, the, the to Thor, and it's kind of a reflection of even Ragnarok, 
is they've added more humor to it. I've, I've well, seen. that's nice. Oh yeah, well he curses a lot more. He does, um, and he talks more like like a uh, Midgardian, <laughs> well, like somebody from Midgard, um, uh, which is kind of nice to see. And there have been moments where he did, but it was more like around the like the nineties era. But yeah. then then they they doubled down hard on him being from Asgard in the 2000s. Yes. And that's been kind of the norm lately, and that's kind of where they went in the movies. Yeah. But I think, like, in Ragnarok, he seems much more of a relatable have human. You, have you never heard of electronic mail? Well, do you have a computer? Why would I need that? Right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what does that have to do with it? <laughs> uh, Mindfall, what you got going on? What have you been doing? So, uh, been? I've been about that Batman life. Ooh. This is actually... This is our first... Uh, this is our first DC. DC. Combo breaker. Combo breaker. What's going on? So Batman get married. Let's 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 start off there. He is getting married. So suit and tie. Suit and tie. Looking so fresh and so clean. Bat suit and tie. Bat suit and tie. But no, it's what's really interesting is that we've and sides and I were talking right before this because he's read a little bit more than I have. Going into this, I can't help it. I read them all. I can't. I'm just. I'm waiting honestly for the trade paper. I've read most of the Batman stuff, but But it's it's really good. So you have a lot of the latest issues going on, and I mean, it's been going on more or less since they got engaged. Like a lot of the debates that are going on, you have like the Bat Children, so to speak. Kind of, is Bruce actually going to be happy? Is this going to work? Uh, The Bat Family. There you go. Um, The latest couple of issues have the Joker. Taking a guy hostage while waiting for mail that's not coming. Because, <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm going to get my invite from from Batman for his wedding. Why would you get it here? Oh, that uh, he can't send it to me where I am. He's got to send it to me where I'm not. So he kills a poor guy while waiting for mail. I know oh, he gets the mail. He does get the, the mail. invitation, and then he kills the man anyway. It's true. It's true. He said, oh, if I get it, I won't kill you. And as it turns out, he killed him, and also it wasn't an invitation. Joker's just crazy because it's Joker. And then what ends up happening is that you have Catwoman, Joker lures Batman into a church, bunch of hostages, and it blows up, you know, blows up, kills people, but it becomes Batman, or Batman's incapacitated, so it becomes Catwoman who shows up, and oh, Joker. Uh, uh, we, we, should, we should state before, right before, literally right before he blows the place up, he asks, am I going to be your best man, in all seriousness, yep. and then blows up the church. And then blows up the church. Because that <laughs> is... Like, he literally so looks at him... all of this is around who the best man is going to yes. be. He literally looks at him, and, and, and he looks sad as he asks him. He's like, I'm going to be your best man, right? Oh, boom! It's That's so funny. It's crazy to me how more nuanced they're writing the Joker nowadays, which is a pleasant surprise from Death of the Family and going forward because I didn't feel like that was the best crazy for crazy sake crazy for crazy sake I mean we still haven't gotten down to the um, the we haven't gotten down to how many who the because you remember uh, when um, uh, Batman had the knowledge of uh, Metron's chair and he said who who's the Joker and it said there are three we still don't know what that means right so to be honest it could be a way of excusing away bad writing. <laughs> it's true. It's very, very true. Uh, but so you basically have Catwoman and Joker duke it out, and then she she slits his throat, he shoots her in the stomach, and it basically comes down to it's a really kind of sad tale about the Joker, again, wanting to make Batman happy, and yeah. how Catwoman, if he marries Catwoman, he'll be happy, but he won't be Batman. Whereas if Joker stops all of this, and, and Batman continues to be Batman, he could kill every rogues gallery villain, and 
the Joe, the Batman will still have the Joker. The Joker will still cause chaos, and Batman will still be happy. Can I ask you guys a random question? Anytime. It, it is related to Batman. Yeah, no, no, Anytime. Uh, I feel uh, is is Batman uh, is every instance of Batman ultimately boiled down to a if this not that if that not this scenario because that's very reminiscent of like the uh, of the film when he goes oh you can, uh, Superman you could either be uh, all powerful and not good or you are good and not powerful I think it's lazy so writing. so is like is everything Batman has done just like an if this not that scenario no I'm only saying it because these are these are two of many examples I think I think are... I think in when it comes to this specifically they have this is the question you have to ask because this is joker. so it is so okay this All is right. this is joker it's not batman per se it's it's the joker if if you're trying to rationalize what joker's doing right. or anybody that has a crazy yeah Thing, obsession then, yeah then yeah most of them boil down to if this then not okay. if not if this the, then that yeah yeah okay um, continue sorry yeah, no, I just, no no it's, it's a great question, question. And, and all his villains are psychoses yeah yeah and, and to answer your question i feel like this is a point where it's appropriate but a lot of times when they boil that down in films or in in other batman arcs yeah i feel like it's very lazy at times because there isn't a singular motivation that drives batman i mean obviously yes he wants to clean up gotham but he's, he's dealing with a lot. His Bat family's usually dealing with a lot. You know, the, his villains are psychotic. So there's a lot going on when it comes to Batman. And I feel like asking, like, when the writers force you into, oh, well, One if, specific if, right, if this, not that, that's just, a, it's a cop-out. Like like Side said, when it comes to the whole, there's three Jokers, it's, it's a cover-up half the time for them writing a cool thing and not knowing how to end it or answer it. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's that's an aside. So It's, it's saying, hey, you didn't like the story about the Joker. That's cool. It was the Joker no one likes. Right. It's a, don't worry about it, guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's yeah. you don't have to worry about it. It's impacting the your Joker because it's not De- your Joker. Death in the Family was a huge letdown for me. Super after the Court of Owls. I love Scott Snyder and Greg Coppolo, yes. the, yeah. the, the creative team on that. And the writing was great up until the last issue, which is very reminiscent of most crisis events now. True. Which, I mean, you guys have heard me yeah, this go build on about up it and build up. I've always loved Copula's yeah. art uh, design I, for certain characters. I still own, I still own the, the hard, like the collector's edition Death of the Family that came out because right up, Prop said it, right up until the reveals, like the final bit, so clever in terms of the And even the final bit was nifty. It was just, it just super anticlimactic. Like there was this point where they were like, yeah, Joker figured out who Batman was a long time ago. He just didn't care. He keeps the game going because it's fun, right? He's like, there's a point where he just like, Bruce Wayne visits him, talks to him. He just did you read? Did you read? Um, and he will not acknowledge Bruce Wayne because it isn't Batman. It's not Batman. Right. And there's there's a beautiful moment there that was well written, but then Joker just falls down a cliff, and then we're ta da! Yep. Next time we see him, he has his face reattached. Yeah. What? <laughs> did you, um, as as an aside to Batman, since it's actually running concurrently, but I believe it's his own. Um, little alternate universe y'all have read white knight right i was about to bring up white knight Ooh, yes. white knight is probably my Jeez, favorite batman story like in sync right now damn murphy verse the murphy verse the murphy verse he actually has rules and laws that you can you cannot bypass right he people said die if, they if people, stay dead people die they stay dead there there are consequences there's this there's some beautiful again some beautiful moments in that where they're just talking and well, like I, batman is not all good yeah like, he had, like at the end of the eight issues, he admits it was like I wasn't what was best. Like it took Joker uh, and, and, and becoming a good guy to re- make me realize how bad I've been. And for and, and the whole time, Commissioner Gordon is like, no, no, you're wrong. And he's like, no, 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 I'm I'm right. I'm I'm not a great guy. 
Yeah. I'm not what this city needs. Well, right, and they needed Joker being a good, good guy. guy. Right. Well, and what I love about that moment is it actually forced Batman to tear down a wall. Like it actually. <laughs> like yeah, it, yeah, he yeah, takes yeah. off his cowl in front of Jim uh, Gordon. In, in front of Jim Gordon and says, yeah. "Laying it all out there. What? I should have shared everything I have with you." Guys. I also love how they explain the difference. I think we talked about this on the the last week. Sure. We prepping. I love how they explained the two Harleys. How you have one basically oversexualized Harley, and how you had the how original. that versus the original, and it basically comes boils down to the original Harley got pregnant with a kid, knew despite the fact that she was obsessed with Joker and loved him that she could not be around him with this kid because it would yeah, just yeah, end yeah, horribly. Yeah. Left him, he didn't even notice. He's so obsessed uh, with Batman. Never so knew. obsessed with Batman, he didn't even notice. So another girl came in and basically was his wildest fantasy. She was everything that he wanted to be. So she was the one that did the the nurse outfits and the, yeah, the, the yeah, hot yeah. pants. The and all that extreme, stuff. the extreme yeah. stuff because he didn't but care. To, but to your point is you don't have to worry about this being the Harley that you don't like because it's not your Harley. Right. Well, this well, is already an alternative universe. It's already, already an alternative universe, the but they explained it. There are two Harleys and here's why. And it yeah, became yeah, a yeah. story point. It wasn't just lazy writing, oh, we explained this away. Yeah, yeah, well, it like, became part of the, the comic character books, they tried to explain the multiple Harleys too. They just said there's a I whole, did. like he just keeps getting new Harleys and he just psychologically abuses them until they become the thing he wants yeah. them to be. Which is And the, each one can be distinctly different in right. some way. But it's it's I like the way they did it here. I like I like the explanation. So if if y'all get a chance, Batman White Knight, absolutely worth a read. Oh my god, yeah. Eight yeah. issue miniseries and it looks like it might even continue farther. And, I was and say, I'll be and honest, love... the art is amazing. Yes. Um <laughs> I keep saying the Joker, uh, uh as Jack Napier reminds yes. me of David Bowie. Yes. Uh, like just, just the way he's drawn and I'm a big Bowie fan, so real quick, before we get into uh July fourth, by the way. July fourth, Batman gets married. America's birthday, Batman's wedding day, July 4th. That day. I don't know why I was going to say 1776, but I guess it just... America! America. <laughs> um, before we get into our subversive conversation props, I want to ask you a question. It might be a, a, a rabbit trail question. You talked about the way Murphy writes these stories and that there are consequences. Are you okay? What 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 bothers you more when characters come back in general or when characters come back within a specific uh arc of a of a series so we we've been i've been talking about the fact that there are multiple multiple lines running of all these different characters that are doing three different things so if they were to die and then in another issue of another line of another series, they come back in that instance. Does that bother you less than if that than if they die and come back within their same chronicled story? I for me, it pretty much comes back. Like there are, there's a few instances where we could probably kill a character and bring them back, but most of the times when they're killing a character and bringing them back, they didn't really die. Or, or they come out with some kind of contrived method to bring them back, but it trivializes Kryptonian death. sleep. Right, so Kryptonian, that's the first instance where they realize they can kill a character and they will sell a metric poop ton, yeah. and that's a lot of poop, of comic books. And so much so to the point that it actually helped destabilize the comic valuation market. Yeah, yeah, yeah it did. Like, um, uh, um, I mean, the and, 70s kind of did that, too, and, with the and, high print And on the second thing, they were also able to introduce how many new characters oh, yeah, that, like are still new mains, that are still mainstay characters. Yeah. But stuff changed with that. Like, Superman died, 
but stuff there was the, there was an evolution of his character from that i don't mind death and reincarnation whatever uh if it furthers character development so if something changes but take green lantern green lantern died hal jordan died we got a new green lantern there was character development then they brought hal jordan back because they just started bringing everybody back yeah jason todd people voted him dead now there's a there's an interesting <sighs> interesting thing about jason todd there's actually a theory that um that that was actually fixed um, that the, the vocal majority that wanted Jason Todd dead actually flooded the lines with people who didn't even know what they were voting for um, and got a, a super big amount of people to vote him dead. Okay. So, like so, that there's a, there's, so there might have been voter fraud. There might have been voter fraud. My question is, let's take this White Knight as an example. Sure. Is, or is there any character, I haven't read it, is there any character that has died in White Knight? So they actually... <laughs> Speaking of Jason Todd, they actually lot, explain it away. No. They actually bring they bring him back, but he's not even in the story. He's not even in the story, but it's, it's an explanation. So in White Knight itself, nobody dies. Okay. It's just an explanation. It's logical explanations. It's great writing. Sure. And it's a reexamination of Batman and Joker, as you so know. So is there someone who was close to death? Not really, no. Okay. Give me a character from White Knight. I, I, I just want to be able to ask my question. So, like, uh, same character, Neo Nightwing, Joker. Neo Joker. We'll use Batgirl as an example. Okay. So, if this White Knight series continues, let's say let's say Batgirl died in this first eight. Sure. Uh, this first eight uh, print run. If the second print run begins and Batgirl comes back, I'll be angry. You'll be angry. I'll I don't care how they do it. What, are you are you then less angry if in a separate print run? No. Okay, all right. Well, That's what I wanted to clarify. No, no. That's what I wanted to get char- into. Characters need to go down. It, for me, that would be like watching Ned Stark die in Game of Thrones, and then the spinoff series they're doing, he's miraculously back. JK, he back. They're like, oh, no, he didn't die. That I would think... drive you crazy. That did. That would. Like, the <laughs> if it's over, like it's overused on a character, like a throwaway kind of thing. Like, uh, I knew Jon Snow was coming back. Of Everybody course. did, probably. But I think if they hadn't brought him back, there would have been riots. Right. But yeah, that's oh. what I'm getting at. Like, how how much of it is I wanted just I, the character coming back, and how much of it is the character coming back within the same? I'm not. But, but you, here, here's the thing: if we if we look at the Jon Snow thing, there were consequences to to him being sure. Killed. There was character development, and there was consequences Gross. to him coming back, and he changed. Sure, he was no longer a Night's Watchman. He died. You know, he got to move on. Um, he got to get revenge upon the people who did yeah. this to them. Whereas comic books, typically the death just is to go back to the status quo. Yep. Literally, there was a time when Tony Stark died. Reset button. Tony Stark died. A younger version of him came to the present, and then all this, then suddenly became the regular aged Tony Stark. I think. I think for me, <laughs> let's let's go I back just, to your I want con- I want consequences and character growth. Yeah, That's yeah. all I want. Like to, die, bring them back. I don't care. To but your I need example, them to progress. I want rules. I don't I, character. Yes, I agree one hundred percent. We need. We absolutely need character progression. It's essential. But I'm not as mad because there are comics of so many different writers. Again, so many cooks in the kitchen that all, there are sometimes where you just yeah yeah, can't yeah. Not There's have like it. three different but comic books. For example, Murphy verse. Yeah, White Knight. Batgirl goes down and left. They like she dropped into water, and you have no idea if she's alive or dead. Sure. If they, if they, she got shot by the Joker and left her dead in the street, and she is dead. Put her in the ground, coffin, dead. Sure. The rules that you set up. 
specifically states, for this for verse. this verse okay. state that she is not coming back. Yeah. If you left it ambiguous, I'm not mad because it's like, oh, she won't. And if she... I were to go read someone else's print run that's a separate universe and Batgirl's there, I'm not as Normal mad because the events apply, have not right. transpired. Yeah. I, I'd like to ask a question here because we we talk about um, resurrections and deaths, um, but one of the things that happens a lot that who you, is comic Jesus. stated. Well, that you, uh, Adam Warlock, um, that you have stated, uh, like not off wrong, the top of my wrong. head, uh, that Props has stated that he's also sees over and over again are crisis events. Um, but my thing is, there is one crisis event I've that happened recently that I really got into, that? and that was Secret Wars. Yeah, mm. I thought it was really well done. Um, in 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 my opinion, and I um I thought it had a that ha- secret secret wars happened recently. Well, yeah, so with, there was with there Battle was... World and everything. Uh, it was, so it was an alternate wars. universe telling, and that's and that makes it interesting. It was basically their version of the the crisis on multiple earths. Yeah, yeah, where there was just one area, like basically Doom saved everything yeah, he yeah, could, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, and so Doom was kind of like a good a good guy bad guy thing, um, and then you know you had to deal with. Reed Richards, who uh, there were no other Reed Richards. He's the only one in the multiverse uh, due to other things that happened actually prior to the to the event. Sure. It wasn't even the fact that Doom didn't bring any, like save any. But I think there were none left. But I think to, to Props' point, and obviously we got to move on. But but I think to Props' point is why why does there need to be a major event for there to be a storyline that that searches through the the Doom good guy bad guy scenario or changes things. True, true, very true. I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. need. I, I get. I know why they're doing it money deaths in crisis events it's a business it yeah, yeah, sells yeah. comics i just think that we've you can sell comics with growth like with change i like, think i, don't I think, think another an, bruce wayne all the time another reason they do crisis events here i'll give you my favorite one of my favorite scenes from secret wars right is something like this can happen you have doom who has all the power to affect reality mm-hmm. he is the most powerful being in existence and then you've got cyclops who is possessed by the phoenix force right Cyclops goes right at him and starts to like basically melt him, right? At at a molecular level and then Doom just stands up, picks him up by the neck, and snaps his neck and kills the mo- one of the most powerful cosmic beings in the universe. And it was awesome. That and the art was good. But I mean, it was an awesome yeah. scene. But that you can only do that in crisis events, right? Some some things you can only do in those events. Why? Because crisis events are known as... They allow you to undo them, and that's specifically okay. the function. <laughs> well, unfortunately, <laughs> they're reset buttons. That's the truth. Yeah. They're a reset they, button. They but allow you to do really cool it's, shit. It's, it's an that isn't really going to It's stick. an amalgamation yeah, 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 of yeah, yeah. teams that you wouldn't normally yeah. cross Basically, over. you're able to get comic book writers in a room and be like, what's the dopest crap we could do? Yeah. And they're like, yo, do this. And they're like, cool, awesome. That would totally ruin the continuity for this character. Put it in a crisis event. Yeah, there you go. Uh, before we uh, before we move on, I just want to remind everyone uh, that you can be a part of this conversation. Uh, you can email the show, uh, sanctuaryoneradio at gmail.com. Uh, you can also uh, support us on Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash sanctuaryoneradio, uh, where you can get some extra content as well. So keep an eye out for that. But if you want to get in touch with us, if you want to be a part of the conversation, please email us or you can hit us up on Twitter. Send us uh, your questions. Yeah. Uh, Twitter.com forward comments. slash uh, sanctuary one or, or forward slash. Yeah. Sanctuary one radio. Um, Smash that like button. <laughs> Are we back on smash? Oh, or no? uh, uh, we, we Brian, did, Brian, did do you want to update, some, update us on our poll? So uh, for those of you uh, who don't know, uh, we recently recorded uh, and you can go on Patreon <laughs> and listen. 
Um, uh, our Patreon supporters get access to our planning meetings. Uh, so during our planning meeting, we brought Mindfall in so that we could talk about a bunch of stuff and really get everything in order. And we were talking about I, this idea of what smashing meant. And now I've heard smash as, that like uh, button. I've heard I've only ever heard smashing as a sexual thing. And I've heard smashing used to mean oh I got to smash I got to poop. I've okay. So let it be known I I Diamond Jive have never heard that before. And so we put a poll up. And there. for Smash me it's playing Super Smash Bros. on Super Smash 64. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we put a poll out there of who thought what was what. Like what did Smash really I mean? wanted Twitter to help us settle what it was and uh votes are in 67 percent agree with me super super smash super brothers smash. the majority agrees with me okay 67 percent says super smash brothers now no one, no, uh, okay no one thought it was poop can i can 33 percent thought intercourse okay <laughs> so I say intercourse so, and might, if i had said and people might have gotten it maybe, yeah let's maybe. be real so, so here's real. my question and and this might be the jock nerd question how many of that 67% have had intercourse before? <laughs> oh, is no, the question. No. To know that smash means intercourse. Let me smash. That meme is out there. I would hope of <laughs> that meme a is good out there, amount bro. of them. That I don't know. Most of the people that follow me on their like 20s to 40s. So I would hope they would. We would hope. Let's that they're helping we're, we're propagate just, we're the species. Stop this right here. I know. We're okay, we're gonna stop. We're stopping. Right we're stopping. Trust stopping. me. Stopping. Trust me. But sixty-seven percent said Smash Brothers, uh, Smash Brothers for the end. We were talking about Super Smash, which, by the way, comes out. Uh, yeah, yeah so December. So, listeners, when you look at your significant other and say, "Hey, want to Smash?" You better have a Nintendo Switch, <laughs> or you better, you better be know ready. what character you're gonna choose. <laughs> Captain Falcon. Let me show you my moves. Show your moves. Yes. So, uh, last all innuendos. Week, uh, all innuendos. <laughs> last week, or not last week? Uh, yeah, last week. Last uh, week. We discussed. Uh, we were we were talking about um, cultural subversion. Uh, we got about we got about twenty five minutes left in the show, uh, but we were talking about cultural subversion. I wanted to continue this conversation about subversion in films <laughs> and really try to get an idea. Uh, and I wanted to expand a little bit because there are experiences we we were primarily talking about superhero films and specifically avengers infinity war which my i want to get your thoughts on uh to start yep but avengers infinity war was one of those films in terms of subversion um that truly is subversive in in terms of expectations of what people are bringing to the table when they go to see a superhero film and Avengers Infinity War kind of said, well, there's this instead. Mindful, we haven't gotten your thoughts on it. What did you think in terms of Avengers Infinity War and that, that idea of subversion? I really like the movie. I know people are very, very split on the movie. Um, I've talked with people who loved it. I've talked with people who loved it but hated what happened to their favorite characters. I think there was a lot of good stuff that occurred. I think what it comes down to when you're talking about Avengers Infinity War, I think even though at this point it's, it's already been talked to death, I think the biggest thing about it is that it's a very brave and a very bold choice in terms of framing the protagonist and the story that the, the Russos told. And that is, again, this has been out there in multiple articles already, so this is not new, but Thanos is the protagonist of that film. Yeah, yeah, he most certainly. absolutely is the protagonist. He is the good guy. You, more than anything, if you look at it when you see Inve Avengers Infinity War, uh, spoilers, by the way, if you have not seen it by now, I'm about to spoil movie for you, so don't continue until or skip the next two minutes. 
So Thanos, when you see him, he has the most solo screen time. He is the one that is explaining his character development. Um, or, he's, or he's got the most exposition. Exposition, thank you. Yeah. He, you see him sacrifice. You see his friends, his allies, sacrifice themselves for him and his cause. You see him give up a, a great love, although there's been some argument about how kind of crappy it was with Gamora and him having to sacrifice her and the claim that he loves her. But you see the pain he goes right. through. Right, you see too. the pain he goes through. And then at the end of the day... You know, when you're looking at the superheroes, our superheroes, even though they're our favorite heroes and our favorite characters, are presented as the way villains are presented. In groups, usually bickering with one another, kind of bumbling, and they almost win. They almost defeat Thanos, but he pulls it out to the last second, just like a good guy. And he gets his reward at the end because he gets to sit and watch the sunrise. Yeah, right. And he gets that hero's ending, right? Yeah. That, like... Yo, oh, oh, I feel good about what I've done, and I'm good to go. Yeah, I'm good. And everyone else is like, oh. Uh, and yeah. it's it's such an interesting choice to me because you don't expect it. We we all I feel like we all knew going in that Thanos was gonna win and that we're setting up for an Avengers Avengers four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you've read any of the comics, and if they were gonna adhere to it at all, right? Um, you knew you knew that he was not. He was going to come out on top. He was going to get the gauntlet together. Right. And they weren't going to stop him in one right. movie. No, no and, and, and we expected that. In fact, originally it was supposed to be a two-parter. Yep. Which now, I guess, is not quite the same thing. Like, it's its own movie. It's a thematic well, two-parter. It's a thematic two-parter, yeah. So, apparently, that was the code name. They called it part one and part two. But right. But they said cause they were always intended to be as causally linked as one Avengers 1 was to Avengers, Avengers 2. 2. Avengers 3 will be as causally linked. Which which makes 4. sense to me. It's, it's perfectly fine. But... I, this is where, like, just this was basically a quick summary of what I was talking about with, with um, Diamond Jab. Kind of what I wanted to expand upon is even though that in this particular chance it shocked and outraged audiences because everyone expected the good guys to either win or at least come out standing tall, and frankly, they didn't. Yeah, you got to see them either gone or broken. Okay. And I mean broke yep, Tony are. Stark at the end of that movie uh, is probably about uh, as broken uh, as you're gonna get uh, Papa Stark uh, but when you look at it this is not a new trend it's just a very bold choice because of the expectations on the film when you're talking about again back to subversion back to we don't we, we absolutely with superhero films respect and kind of, I don't want to say worship but we are fans of heroes but if you look at a lot of the movies that are out there, and again, you, we've had this discussion already, so it shouldn't be a surprise to you guys, but if you look at a lot of the films, and I've just got a couple on my list here, but things like John Wick. When you look at John Wick, it is my favorite action movie of the past decade. Yeah. Um, bar none. I think it is very, it's, it's super realistic in terms of how everything would go down. They do a phenomenal job. Keanu Reeves, probably in the best role of his, my favorite role of his career. And that includes like the first Matrix, which I love. But they said it in the film. John Wick is not a good guy. Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. The he's, boogie, the boogeyman. He's yeah, the man yeah. you get to kill the boogeyman. Yeah, and it's um, just, but when in that phrase, when he's explaining to his son, when the when the bad guy's explaining to his son who messed yeah. up, messed over John Wick, what John Wick, the bodies that he buried, the unspeakable things that he did, started our empire. Now, he may have gotten out and got married, but this guy did unspeakable, horrible things. The only thing that re makes him redeemable or likable is the fact that he got out 
and the for fact love. and yeah. the, for love and the fact that he had a puppy. Yep, that's it. Like that's, that's, that's why we like John Wick. Literally the only two things in John Wick. If you right character profile that we're just like <laughs> yeah got married well, to a pretty lady. Apparently cool he's, puppy. He's loyal. Yeah, like, he's loyal. He's loyal. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He it, he not keeps his word. Right. But, but again, um, a man, part. a man and who he's got, loyal he, is not and he, moral. And he's got friends. Right. You know, he's at least got friends. But you know, are these friends They're moral? They're seedy as him. You know? Yeah, exactly. They're seedy as him. They're all involved in that underworld. So it's just like the way they frame it, we're, in, we're encouraged to like the character because we're not going to like the movie and go see the movie otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then but he, he's not a good guy. And when you watch the second one, you find out that, you know, for as much as he is loyal and he, you know, he is... He has friends and he follows the rules. He ultimately breaks those rules for personal vengeance. So I have I have two other names. One's a superhero name and one's I want to bring this to you guys. Actually, there are two superhero names I want to bring. Both are DC, ironically enough. So John Constantine and Jason Todd, Red Hood. Okay. We love these characters. At least I do. And I know there's a ton of love. John Constantine is a is a He's an asshole. Oh my god! Pardon he, my language. He's he, so many people have died or been hurt or been traumatized because of him. In in his new fifty two, but run, he's still he technically himself, right? a good guy. Yeah, in his new fifty two run, it was all the ghosts that he was having to deal with mm-hmm. from all the people that he had hurt or, or mm-hmm. gotten killed. Something like that. Yeah, it was. It, it, it's <laughs> just you know, and when you when you look at Red Hood, this is a guy who again is a mercenary, much like Deadpool. Speaking of Deadpool, but here's I think one. I think with the when you go into Red Hood, he's kind of like that mercenary with a heart of gold. Like yeah. he, like he really cares about the Bizarro Superman, and he really cares. Well, about that's his Artemis. most recent run, though. He wasn't always like that. No, no, true, very true. He, he was, was a he was a killer. guns ablazing, ready to kill you at any moment. And I think that's very more Punisher-esque. of his reconnection with the Bat Family. Yeah. yeah. Right? So most people go in not needing the exposition that they're getting from the action movies, which is why I think John Wick owned is that they just needed to do decent world building and just have characters and did, exist and in it. And they did amazing world and lore building. And, I'm not, um, I don't want to minimalize what they did because I, it was great. They did a great amount of world building and then they just threw characters in it and then just so you watch them exist in it. It was I more like a, a TV show. So what it comes yeah. down to is, so it's not, it may not be true subversion both for Avengers and John Wick but there is a subversive element to it because again when you're talking about subversion you're talking about subverting the basically conventional morality conventional standing and both John Wick and Avengers Infinity War did that because for 19 films the good guys won and then all of a sudden or 18 films rather and then in the 19th film the bad guy who they framed as the good guy won well yeah. no so I, I disagree Thanos is not a bad guy he is not a bad guy. He legitimately believes he's doing what's good. They were willing. He was willing to kill Gamora to keep Thanos from winning. Why is one any different than a million? Sure. And when you like, what number does it become important that they were willing to kill one person to keep him from succeeding, and he was willing to kill half of the universe to keep the universe alive? Yeah. He is a good guy. We just don't agree with how he's going about it. The, the standards. If we look at the definition of subversion, it's the undermining of power and authority of an established system or institution. And I, it, so I, I agree in that sense. I think that's where John Wick makes it, it lives in this interesting gray area, which I really like. The fact that it's like the established institution or system of a film in the perception of a small budget film to be accepted as a large budget film, I think is it, it, oh, it's it, wonderful. it exists in that gray area. Which oh, I want like. six seasons in a movie. But again, for for Avengers: Infinity War, like a very, it, 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 is it subversive to the superhero genre? Eh, you could maybe. you could argue it. 
the character uh, that they've been making us think is the bad guy turned out to be the good turned guy. Turned out to be movie. the good guy in terms of the perspective shown of the film. The, Thanos gets the hero's journey, and I think that's why he gets the hero tag. Mm-hmm. Is it, it, there's You don't get to see... It's not two hours of the Avengers stopping him. It's an hour of the Avengers stopping him and an hour and a half of Thanos going through the hero's journey trying to get people to see his perspective. So, Which I think is interesting. Well, I love that he didn't even try to convince people that he was right. He's just like, I am right. Accept it or not. Yeah, well, the Gamora, the Gamora scene is the only instance of convincing. Because, and I, the only reason I took it as convincing is the emotion behind the scene. Correct, where He's, he was talking to her. His entire life with Gamora has been trying to define or trying to get her to accept the decisions he made were for her best interest and the best interest of her people. So Now, so I will say that while I, he, in my mind, in that story, he is the good guy, he does some pretty messed up stuff. Well, of course he does. Like the, the Nivitalier stuff and the torturing of his adopted <laughs> daughter. So I just, That's I just, pretty out there. I, I just want to mentioning of Nebula, and this is not about subversion. This is just about Nebula. Why do you guys think he had such strong paternal feelings for Gamora and obviously not for Nebula. That might be backstory we don't have. They never go into have. it. Yeah, they never go into it. Now, is Nebula... What species is she? I want to say she looks Kree, but they don't, they, um, they don't ever say. She's I, mostly cybernetic at this point. Do they ever go into it in the comic books? I don't think they give her in Planet of War. So in the, in the comic books, she's actually supposedly his granddaughter... But there, no, there's oh, she's actual blood relative in the comic book. She's she says she says she, she is. says she is. Okay. There's right. no. There was never any definitive, uh-huh. and they 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 made her his his daughter. I think in the comics now. Yeah. Uh, to closely align with. To closely with the, align to, with, to, with the movie. With the movie. But it's like it's interesting. They never go into why he he gives all this paternal, like just feelings towards Gamora when when you you never really see him. Be nice I to would, anyone else. I would find it very interesting as we as we get ready to end. I would find it very interesting if the next Avengers film had its own storyline, but the B plot of that film was his relationship with Nebula. Yeah. So in the same way that we got the flashbacks of Gamora, we would begin to get flashbacks of Nebula. I would argue, just very briefly, not very long, I would argue that the reason he favored Gamora is because she won. Like, I mean, in the beginning, she survived. He chose her. If he values victory. I think he values fighting for what you believe in. Right. And and if you think about it, that's what what Gamora said when she and Nebula and all the other children fought. Nebula was fighting to win. Right. Gamora was was fighting fighting to to survive. Yeah. Right. So eventually it got to the point Nebula was just fighting to not have what was being done to her done to her. Yeah. Thanos was trying to make her better at fighting. But she, to my knowledge, like she eventually just boils down into a nihilistic, yeah, view like, of the universe. Right. She just she's just fighting to fight. But Gamora was always fighting, either for herself or to protect others. Yeah. Um, which is interesting when she just goes, "I wasn't thinking about what was happening to you." I'm guessing that was because she was like, "I know you won't die." Yeah. Like he's not gonna kill he you. Would, he's like, just gonna. Thanos being a man who survived and warned his, hey, this is going to happen. You're crazy. They died. He survived. 
and now he's trying to i mean if we're arguing you know the point that that he values a a, a girl or guy who is going to an fight, instinct of survival an yeah. instinct of survival and to, to know that they're right to in do surviving. what they need to do to win yeah, yeah so i think long story short uh i can confidently say none of us know what subversion means <laughs> and we are all wrong most of the time but we know what it feels like yeah yeah, I, I would agree with that. Well, the, during the planning meeting when I talked about, like, um, a Rocky Horror Picture Show, like, I said that was subverted because it was going against the established the norm. The established norm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why that movie was subversive. Like, seeing transvestites on a major movie theater... Not something people are used to. Not something that people were gonna... That, that people thought, you know, was the norm. Yeah. That they being that frank and open about sex and... Um, sexuality as a whole, yeah. not something people probably expected to get in when they walked into a theater. Probably not. Um, so that's Let's why that, that movie Tim Curry film. Yeah. Well, right? I loved him in Clue. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still love Clue. Um, Everybody loves Clue. That's going to be it for us. Next week, uh, we are going to be reviewing Incredibles 2. So that's going to be exciting. Uh, one a little less than a month later, technically. Um but we're going to give you guys an idea how we felt about Incredibles 2. It's going to be exciting. Um, uh, remember, you can email the show, uh, sanctuary1radio at gmail.com. Please email the show. We can get the chance to answer your questions. Usually we try once a month to have a dedicated show uh, where people email us and, and we'll, we, we get to answer your questions throughout the whole show. Uh, and then if you want to support the channel, patreon.com forward slash sanctuary1radio. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash sanctuary, all, all the sanctuary1radio. Just look, search for us. You're going to find us. The one is a one, by the way. The one is a one. Yes, it's not the word one. It is the number one. Uh, where are we next week? Do we know? Um, yeah, Let's see about that one. Okay, I mean we could try it. I mean, it's it's gonna be a tight squeeze. We're gonna we're gonna get it. oh coordinates. okay coordinates Trans, transdimensional um squeezing squeezing uh oh well we gotta break out some pin particles yeah and we gotta gonna... we gotta use the transdimensional drive okay all right so I'll see if I can I'll see if I can get a requisition order for that I don't know if make it uh, happen Captain I I don't know if Super Giant will let me will let me take it but we'll see um. But that's going to be it for us. So, yeah, you see what I just said? Yeah, okay. Uh, that's going to be it. Uh, we, all saw, we all saw you. Uh, everybody, if you get the chance, stop by uh, Breakworld. Uh, the fighting is still continuing. It's it's still going. Uh, so you're not going to miss much. But it is entertaining, to say the least. Timeshare is really cheap. Yeah, really cheap. I'm just saying. And and in peak times, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for my fall, for Cy, for props, for me, Diamond Jab, we'll, 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 see, we'll see you guys uh, 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 shortly. <laughs> when we see you. When we see, see you guys. We won't see any of you because we're all audio. <laughs> <laughs>